genre. Welcome back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we watch Spider-Man 3 from afar and say bravo one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Zach Luna. Uh, and I'm Chris O'Connor. And I'm sad I didn't get to say bravo. Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so today we are talking about Minute 85, which begins uh, with the reveal that Harry is watching this uh, breakup happen mm-hmm. and uh, ends with uh, Harry telling Peter that uh, uh, MJ was a singing waitress in a jazz club now. Mm. Yeah, not exactly how she saw her life going. Um, mm. It's uh, So, yeah, so this is like the very tail end of this. Um, again, we get some really bad editing here right off the bat. Um, with, uh, you know, we get, we get the, we get the bit with the rest of the shot of, uh, of Peter standing on the bridge. And then we, we cut to Harry watching him, which appears to be on blue screen. Um, mm. because mm, yeah. if you look at the coloring on his hair, it's way too blue to be like sky blue. Like, I think he's on a blue screen. I'm pretty sure. Well, at least that's the sort of technical thing that I don't notice. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky you. It's me and my complete color blindness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a weird shot because it's also, uh, like you said earlier in the week, Scott, it's basically the exact same angle that Peter had on MJ earlier. But now there's a, a tree there and Harry's there? Was no, no, he there? The tree was, the tree was there too. Uh, okay, before. so what? No, no. Yeah. So it's the same shot that we saw earlier, except that hmm. it's Peter on the bridge, not MJ. And and they've superimposed Franco into the shot. It's what it looks like. Um, it just fell out of the favorite. branches. Yeah, not my favorite. It, it's not good. It's Bravo. not good. Um, it's uh, it's very prequely, uh, for oh, sure. Yeah, he's gonna start complaining <laughs> about sand. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, there's a lot a of sand to complain about in this movie. So funny. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, the prequels. <laughs> so uh, uh, MJ goes by and gives him a dirty look as she passes, which is just like, <laughs> what a Ooh, weird yeah. reaction to this Great situation. Um, but the, the editing that's weird is uh, he turns on the green screen in the green screen shot and uh, looks at her. As she passes, and mm-hmm. as she's passing by, you hear him say off camera "Bravo!" just <laughs> as he appears on screen in the like it's sort of trucking across, um, yeah. and, and you get him into the frame right after he says "Bravo!" So it's like this weird. It's very off putting. I don't know. Like yeah, like you hear Not- bravo like you want to see the person saying it like it's so you've already revealed that he's there so like why are you hiding that he's saying it like i don't know what's ha- i don't know why this is happening um it's almost like a mistimed shot or something yeah uh, 
And then they just went or with mistimed it. ADR or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because you want to see the guy sniveling in his victory saying, bravo. Great, right. great performance, yeah. you know. And yeah. like he needs to be metaphorically twirling his mustache. Right. And we have like two different shots of his face in this sequence. Any outside of that. I don't know why we don't use that coverage. Yeah, I don't like know why, I don't that, know. that shot where he sort of like, uh, you know, uh, lang- you know, just sort of lounges back against the tree like, ah, <laughs> that would be a good place to put Bravo. Right. Are you are you, are you guys looking at this so this the shot of him leaning against the tree doesn't it look like his head is superimposed over the tree mm, like he's not, like leaning in like into the tree like it doesn't uh, look natural to me at all I don't I don't know it's I not, don't I don't think so cuz it looks like he's well he would be leaning against something so I don't know Yeah I don't know there's a little bit of shadow tracking behind his head as he turns so I, I can just kind of buy it in the moment i don't know okay. it's a weird shot yeah, yeah. Weird I, I'm, shot. I'm not being it's, thrown off by colors so to me it kind of looks like it seems like he's just leaning against the tree yeah, yeah. god but yeah like when he's got it when he's kind of like you know closing his eyes and uh euphoric in his victory that would be the good time to say <laughs> goodbye uh, bravo right like we have space in the scene for it we have this extra staring up at the sun beat or whatever like yeah. just just time this out differently well i mean what how is- do you have him saying bravo and not like sarcastically clapping or something yeah <laughs> like as he's passing he's just giving a golf clap bravo <laughs> you know like mm. if you're gonna if you're gonna really like ham up the the villain of this it's i mean <laughs> do it i don't know yeah you know what watson your voice really did carry past that first row <laughs> You know, I heard you from here. <laughs> I don't know what that critic was talking about. That guy was full of crap. Yeah, yeah you are pretty good. Must uh, have been <laughs> as drunk as your father. <laughs> Yikes! Uh, yeah, a little dark. Um, <laughs> the critic, the critic was because you know it's almost as though her father wrote the critic's words. Whatever, you know what I was getting oh, at. Right, yeah, right, 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 right. What it says? What's subtlety? Subtlety doesn't live here. No, at all. it doesn't. It really um, doesn't. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it just doesn't. It just feels like one extra draft was needed. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And then we go to uh, the coffee yeah, like, shop. Uh, Exposito coffee, coffee. Yeah, yeah. which Exposito? is not, which is not the coffee bean as much as I want it to be. Esposito. Oh. They should. Oh man, they should have been at uh, Central Perk. That's where they should. <laughs> hey, yeah, that would have fit nicely with their weird. Uh, Friends establishing shot. Our last weird establishing shot. This one's not much better. Uh, yeah, no, it's <laughs> not. Jane Street. Look, it's, look it uh, Jane- it's suddenly Ugh. fall. Like, despite the the fact that the park was like as green and lush as any any. <laughs> oh yeah, period. Some Wait, sp- that's a sparse tree there. Two yeah. shots. Yeah, there's trees in both of these shots with visible foliage, and it goes from 100 green. Despacito cafe. Springtime to uh, sparse. God, maybe that is just the transition from location to backlot right there. That is. Oh, this is definitely a backlot. I mean, look at this thing. Look at oh, this yeah. <laughs> it's delightful. Uh, yeah. but this is this is as backlot as you get. Like this facade that they've built here is like that is that was not there before they showed up to film here. Uh. Right. Yeah. And it's only the words are only on one side of the building. Like yeah. the building facing Jane Street. That's the only <laughs> There's no signage on the other corner at all. Um That is indeed yeah. an oversight. 
Yeah, we I, only yeah. need it on the side that we're gonna shoot. Yeah, where's the camera? Oh, it's uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, it's fine. We're good. Yeah, whatever. We're good. It's it reminds fine. me of. Um, it reminds me of uh, that that thing that uh, that that was like weird about um, the thing that uh, that uh, Brad Bird figured out when he was doing The Incredibles, which was like so, mm. like in CG animation. Uh, you would you what what they would normally do? What Pixar would normally do at the time would be like they would build a set. So like they would build like Andy's room, and they would uh-huh. build the yeah. whole room, and they would build everything in the room, and yeah. then you would have a separate program that would be a camera that they would be able to manipulate around the room to pick their shots, like as if it was like an actual set. So it's mm-hmm. like a yeah. virtual set that they build, and then yeah. they put the camera wherever they want it, and then. When they were making The Incredibles, Brad Bird was like, they were talking Why? about, he was like, he's like, I have all of these, all of these uh, locations. They're like, well, you have to cut like half of those. And he's like, Why? And like, well, because you have to build all of those sets. And he's like, <laughs> why can't we just plan the shots we're going to do and just make the parts that we're going to see? <laughs> and the Pixar people just like Whoa. stared at him and like, <laughs> what? And so then he showed them and he built a set for a scene. And if you moved the camera even like an inch in either direction, you would start, you would see all of the seams in the in the <laughs> digital set that isn't sure. fully Clever. realized. Uh, but it saved so much memory and so, so much, much space render time, yeah. And so much render time and and and, and everything. Uh, and now that's just like how they all do their movies now. Because I, I hope he got a lot of money for that one. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? Um, but yeah, it's because of him that uh, there was like a, a giant leap in um, and a, a digital animation technology. It was because of yeah. this stupid, stupid, simple <laughs> concept of like, maybe we just put the words on one side of the building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't need a backside of that corner store there yeah no we're not gonna shoot it yeah we're gonna shoot it it's fine yeah just Uh, it's it's not an interactive environment the audience gets only two dimensions yeah ah those were the days um (laughs) yeah this is it's charming enough it just really feels like an awkwardly chosen angle uh on a you know i mean you know it just just feels like a shot from like you know the the tourism board it's like come see our cafes yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's why i don't like it i almost feel like if they had shot it a little flatter it would have actually could have been a more interesting shot um Mm -hmm. for once yeah yeah because this this like corner shot i just feel like i've seen this a million times yeah um it's not. Yeah. This is. It looks this like is the concept shop that's art. on like the 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 development for the new building. Right. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um. And it is well, as far as backlots go. It is very. Uh, uh. It is. It's very awkward that it's like right next to a house. I mean, yeah. Or is that you mean on the right side? Yeah, on the or right side. Yeah. Man. I thought that was like a brownstone building or something like apartments. Like okay. Well, I mean, like maybe if you look- I mean. Yeah, it could yeah. be townhouse, could be brownstone, whatever. People live there, is what I'm saying. Can oh, we, okay, yeah. What's that? yeah okay. <laughs> all right, pedantics, that's, all right? That, people live yeah, there. That's not out of place in an eastern city. Is it? Not? No. No, no not really. You I live mean, right next to a coffee shop? Like, you literally people right somewhere, next to people, people, so live right, people probably live right above that coffee shop. It, you know, it, oh. it, it happens. I don't know. I don't know. This looks the weird thing to me. Is, the thing that sticks out for me in this is that, like, the trucks on the far left... Are, are not even like picture cars. Those are just like production trucks where we're only going to see the front of them. So just like, just stack some trucks there. Yeah. <laughs> like at least they have like one picture car on the right side of the frame. But like that just, that just is just a 
like uh like the sony, one on the far sony left, studios lot. Cut. yeah like yeah bull crap that uh that that i think that car on the right hand side parked in front of that uh brownstone uh is a saturn like an that old is a saturn, saturn. Yeah. yeah yeah my dad had one of those that is a throwback i don't think yeah. that car company exists anymore <laughs> i don't think it does i no, think saturn, I don't think it saturn does. is quite dead yeah uh yeah my dad had one of those saturns too uh it was, dads love them yeah dads dads loved them in the 90s man serious dead car <laughs> saturn Golly, I wow. remember. I remember going to the Saturn dealership, and they had this thing where it was. Um, they were real excited that the body panels on the Saturns weren't made of uh, sheet metal; they were made of plastic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they had a. I don't know. I must have been like eight years old or something. But they had this, like, in the showroom of the Saturn dealership, they had this example where there was a regular, like, um, piece of a fender, a uh, sheet metal one. And then there was a yeah. Saturn one made of plastic and they had like a rubber, not a rubber, but like a plastic hammer. And they invited you to just like hit it. And <laughs> that was the greatest thing in the world to me at the time because I could sit there at eight years old and just like smash dents into this metal <laughs> fender while my dad was like discussing financing or something for yeah. the, the Saturn he was buying. That's my my one clear memory of Saturn in general is just hitting the crap out of that with that hammer. God, that was fun. Uh, you know what's not that fun is having bad conversations with your friends in coffee shops. <sighs> yeah, I mean, this isn't supposed to be a bad conversation. He's supposed well, to be commiserating with his best friend. Yeah. Yes, but... Okay. And, yeah. Well, so, somebody else say their take on this, because I have a thing that I want to bring up, but I don't... So, I... I, I f- feel like uh the you know the sort of what the conceit of the the conceit of their conversation of, of you know in the movie what they're doing of of uh peter thinking that his friend is still his amnesiac friend um mm-hmm. and it's like i'm you know if i'm gonna talk to anybody about this i'll talk to i'll talk to my one actual friend person because i don't have any others um yeah. and it'll be nice to you know talk to harry of, of all people he's known mj he's known me since you know since forever and and i think that uh for his part you know, Peter telling his side of the story is kind of like appropriately shell shocked. Like I'm fine with that. And, yeah. and, um, and not for nothing, like rewatching the film, like Harry's part of this where, you know, for him, this is all, you know, attack his heart. Um, <laughs> I, I really like what, what, uh, James Franco does with this scene. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. You know, I, I will say that I think when I saw this originally and like the bridge scene, you know, ruined the whole movie for me and I was laughing uh, inappropriately loudly and for too long, I think it, it <laughs> damaged my uh, enjoyment of this scene, which now that, you know, sort of I've, I've, I've gotten past that initial shock and disappointment and I'm able to watch this movie uh, more calmly and more measured and sort of take each individual little bit, this bit in the mm. coffee shop and what James Franco does with it, what, what, uh, you know, Harry Hobgoblin, Goblin, whatever Goblin he is, uh, is doing to Peter is like a good part of Spider-Man three. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they're, they're definitely connecting better in this scene than yesterday's scene i mean he not harry wasn't in that scene but i mean like the actors are meshing well in this moment here the thing that's weird about this scene for me is peter expecting harry to be good counsel on this matter because Mm. 
as far as Peter knows, right? <laughs> Harry's last memories are from high school. <laughs> when he was dating Mary Jane. Nah. Right. Like they're the all the situation they've already established. I mean, this isn't a thing that like you pick up like in the moment as it's going. I'm just like the more I sit in these, the weirder this situation is where you're like, man, I'm just feeling really bad that like MJ broke up with me. Uh, who should I talk to about it? The guy who, as far as he knows, went to sleep with a girlfriend, woke up, and I had that girlfriend. <laughs> and now she broke up with me. I bet he'll I bet he'll love this conversation. <laughs> no. I mean, in a way he does. Sort of. Well, no, but like also, like he, he, he comes to from his little mini coma and he's like, my dad died, right? So like he sort of, I don't think he's exactly, it's not like he's he's amnesiac back to when he was dating Mary Jane. I'm, I, I think he remembers that they broke up. Oh, sure. I just mean it's like him dating Mary Jane is a lot more recent in Harry's mind than it is in Peter's mind. I mean, I mean, is I mean, anything I don't really recent in his mind? I, 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 why, why, why are you? Your assumption is just as much of an assumption as our assumption, Chris. Hmm. Wait, which assumption? Your assumption well, that, that that he remembers uh, up oh, to yeah. when they broke up because they broke well, up. They broke up on Thanksgiving, and he his father died on Black Friday. So, oh God. Yeah, right. that's so he not, died the next. He died the next day. So yeah. the fact that he remembers that his dad died—that doesn't mean anything because it was just a day. Jeez. Yeah. All right. Right. Like the time <sighs> is weird right now. <laughs> this, like it feels like a scene—a scene out of a version of the script where Peter, where Harry doesn't have amnesia or something. Mm-hmm. Like just bring. Oh, I got to talk well, to my buddy about this. This girl just broke my heart. I mean, like a part of this could just uh, get back to Pete's utter emotional obliviousness, where if <laughs> yeah. if if Harry was still an amnesiac, this would be a really crappy thing for Peter to do to him. But uh-huh. because Harry is no longer because Harry is playing this very much in the in the, in the I'm going to hurt you kind of uh, angle of things, and he knows what he wants to do, and he's going there for a reason uh, with uh, malice aforethought. Um, then it's 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 different than how it would be. But if he was still an amnesiac, then you would have the opportunity to sort of play where Harry's just like, dude, I I don't want to hear it. Like as far as mm-hmm. then as you say, like this is pretty recent for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's awkwardness there that they got to skirt past by letting us in on the yeah the evilness of it. And, and what was again, that phrase you like, said? Malice of what was that? Malice of forethought. Really cool. Malice of forethought. That's you know, that'd be a good premeditated murder. Malice of forethought. Like uh, Malice, uh, I like it. Yeah, Ooh. going like in a... with evil intent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I mean I think I think what Peter is doing is I mean he was just taking the opportunity of this amnesiac Harry to like turn Harry into the friend he wishes he had always had. Exactly. But, like, um. This isn't this isn't the Harry he ever he was never this guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. So it's 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 a weird thing to do. I die for them. Mm. My They're best my friends. best friends. <laughs> yeah. God. <laughs> like uh I I mentioned it already but like Peter Parker's little smile when his friend is in the hospital and can't remember anything about himself. It's just <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> he's yeah. he's very pleased that he doesn't that he got away with something. He's I really like, I'm really lucked into getting my friend back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought I killed him, but this is way better. 
This is an upgrade for sure. Nice. Everything's oh, turning up, Peter. <laughs> oh, well, not today. Man. Today, not everything's turning. No, up. no, nothing's no. turning up, Peter. Yeah. Uh, Harry's doing a really good job of uh, acting his part in this uh, yeah. conversation, especially considering what happens later. His reaction to hearing Peter tell him that there's <laughs> someone else uh, is real good. It's real yeah. good. Yeah. It's delightfully slimy, but like not obviously so. It's just, yeah, we know he knows. So the more sincere he makes it, the like more cruel and calculating it feels basically. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know I don't know why I'm getting this vibe, but I'm I'm instantly getting like like Judge Reinhold in the Santa Claus feels. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I get that. Yeah. Where it's like the nicer he is, the more you hate him type yeah, of thing. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Um <laughs> man. Christmas came. No weenie whistle. Uh <laughs> <laughs> You were three? Uh <laughs> Oh boy. Um Yeah, this is uh this is this is a good this is already a pretty good scene, honestly. I, I yeah. really yeah. I do like this um a lot. I guess uh, twist the knife you didn't know her as well as you thought you did. Here's yeah. a little piece of information you didn't have. Uh yeah, also, how casually he throws that the like oh she's going through a tough time you know career-wise and stuff that yeah. like yeah yeah because he's genuinely you know he's he's trying to make it come up naturally in a way of like well of course you already know this oh you don't know this oh 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 my goodness mm. yeah that's really maybe good. she should have broken up with you Ooh. <laughs> i also really like the lighting in this scene because you know they're on the edge of this cafe mm. near the windows, and so they're the 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 lighting on their faces like this blue tinted lighting. But then behind them, all of the extras have that like yellow uh, interior lighting. Yeah, uh, it's it's good. So I like window it. windows make good light. Yeah, it's very well they done. Do. They do. Yeah, it feels uh, genuine and uh, seasonal in a, yeah. in a way that a lot of other scenes don't. In this, like if. This one feels like fall, yeah. basically. Also, yeah. they didn't have to go this hard, but I appreciate around uh, 48 seconds behind uh, Franco, a Daily Bugle truck drives by in the background. Oh, uh, hell which yes. Is, which is, which is like a nice, nice that little is, detail. That's pretty like good. That. Oh. They're like, yeah, well, we got it anyway, so we might as well drive it past, you know? Oh, I did well, not catch that. Well done, set design and props yeah. and stuff. and Yeah, yeah. good job. Gold star art department. Um, yeah. That is really cool. That was one of my favorite like pictures I took when I was playing the uh, Spider-Man game last year was I, uh, I landed my Spider-Man on top of a daily bugle truck as it was driving around. <laughs> and then I like paused the game and like when he went around a corner and like the sunlight hit Spidey, I had this like Spider-Man like hitching a ride on the daily bugle. Uh, <laughs> and then I like framed it in a daily bugle, um, you know, you could do those dumb like uh, uh, frames or whatever. So yeah. that it looked like a daily bugle. Like uh, this, <laughs> this menace is freeloading. I don't know. I just had so much fun with that. I love those <laughs> daily bugle trucks paper in the game. Trucks. <laughs> yeah, pretty, uh, and so it was really fun. To, I had no idea that was in this. That's such a charming detail. It was yeah. a charming detail in the game, but I didn't yeah. know that was in this. Movie. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, also, I just I love this uh, this coffee shop. I definitely get 
like late nineties, early two thousand vibes in here of like like I, I just get feelings of like felicity and friends and you've yeah. got mail. <laughs> yeah. You know, it has that like strong feel. All of that like classic nineties New York City stuff of yeah. like everything's just sort of brown, like shades <laughs> of brown. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, like um, I mean honestly they probably could have shot in some of these same uh set I mean this is a uh uh a full Inside outside uh, uh, set on a back lot. What do they call that? Oh man, I used to be a tour guide. I don't know this stuff anymore. I mean, inside um, outside set sounds good to me. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, instead <laughs> sure of a facade, <laughs> right? Instead of a facade, like this is a, a, yeah. a, 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 a storefront you can dress on the inside and like shoot stuff outside, interiors, ex- exteriors. Um, this probably would have been the type of thing they would shoot like a Felicity coffee shop set up in. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I don't know, I don't know what lot this is. Cause they used a bunch of them. Like I know they shot a lot of stuff on the uh, the Sony lot as much as they could, but they also did in the last couple movies do stuff on the Warner Brothers lot and the uh, Universal lot. So mm-hmm. it's entirely possible that this is like a very like well worn, just like '90s TV spot. Yeah. Or at least the uh, or at least the uh, the 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 counter top and all of that stuff and props and stuff yeah Yeah. all of that stuff could have been reused in other things yeah um because obviously you know this this set would be redressed probably every time it's used with new counters and stuff um because yeah they like spending money these uh these movies (laughs) they sure do what's up with that (laughs) um all right i think think that's all we got for this minute i think that's that's pretty much yeah that's fair yeah yeah um but uh chris thanks for joining us this week thank you for having me this week it's been my pleasure of course of course uh yeah i go make sure that you guys are uh, checking out teenage mutant ninja turtles minute and uh while you're at it you might check out duelinggenre.com slash support uh not only do you can you get the weekend bugle and and movie reviews with dueling genre um you know, and it just all of the special podcasts that we put out. But occasionally, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two uh, Minute puts out um uh, <sighs> Turtle Soup. Occasionally, yeah, like we a- put out Turtle Soup as a as a little snack for our Patreons, and and uh, we also put out some. Uh, uh, material on uh, the comic books. Uh, Adam and Scott have been reading stuff, and they they put together a little back issues uh, uh, podcast on on Ninja Turtles, and we're actually going to be getting. Oh, wait, when this comes out, we will have interviewed... Oh, shoot. I don't have her name, and now I feel bad okay. mentioning the fact no. that we're going to interview her. But she's uh, taking over the um, the current Ninja Turtles um, writing run. She wrote the uh, the, oh, the yeah. new female turtle. She, she's, we're going to be interviewing her um, as of recording this sometime next week, but it will be available Amazing. within our feed. Uh, go check that out. And I'm so sorry I forgot your name. Oh, that's that's amazing, right. though. That is amazing, yeah. though. That's yeah, it's really pretty cool. Um, all right. Awesome. Well, uh, make sure that you guys are checking that all out and uh, check out uh, duelinggenre.com slash, pay, uh, sorry, duelinggenre.com slash support. There you um, go. And uh, it's only $3 a month and you get all of that bonus content. So uh, check it out. See if it's worth your $3. It is. Uh, yes, and yeah, it is. It is. And we, oh, check we, out Geek by Night too. That one's great. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sure. Check that out as well. Um, and uh, we will be back on Monday with Minute 86. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.